everybody, welcome to another brand new edition of T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T and of course we are talking scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode. Remember, new episodes go up every Wednesday night at 8.30pm Mountain Standard Time. But, as I put up multiple reviews throughout the weeks uh, these days, the best way to stay tuned for when all the other reviews are going up as well too, is to get subscribed to my link tree, which you can access by going to link tr.ee slash t scary movie if you get subscribed to my link tree that'll give you access to my tiktok page for all my funny horror videos to my letterbox page for all my written reviews and to the youtube page for the video versions of the reviews podcast pages for the audio only versions for the platform that you would prefer so hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date with all of the new stuff in horror that i'm going to be talking including tonight's review i am discussing lisa frankenstein the written version of that review is available on my letterbox right now so you can check that out a little bit more detailed than the 10 minute or less review you're going to get here for this right now so lisa frankenstein tells the story of a young woman who just doesn't fit in with her family or her friends in her small town and after a freak storm reanimates a corpse at a local graveyard lisa finds herself changing just as much as this corpse will do over the course of a number of days and a string of murders you know it, it's funny because we've got a numerous universal monster adaptations over the last hundred years or so but why does it feel like especially in the last couple of years we're actually starting to get like consistent quality when it comes to them because they can always be so far at the end of the spectrum i mean think about it last year we got renfield we got last voyage of the demeanor when it came to dracula we also got the angry black owner monster and poor things when it came to mary shelley's frankenstein so we're getting a lot of adaptations of these old universal monster movies but i love the fact that each adaptation can be so wildly different from any other one that's out there on the market you know lisa frankenstein was written by diablo cody who if you don't recognize the name she brought us classics like juno and young adult and more specifically jennifer's body yeah yeah jennifer's body a fantastic late 2000s horror film starring Megan Fox uh, about a young woman who is sacrificed and becomes a succubus on a revenge tour, which, damn, a lot of movies I'm talking lately are all flowing with each other because, like, saw Warm Bodies recently, and Warm Bodies shares a lot of similarities here with Lisa Frankenstein, and Lisa Frankenstein was written by Diablo Cody, uh, who made a story about a succubus, and I just got done watching Death by Temptation that I'm going to be talking about on the show that's based around a succubus as well, too. Man, a lot of synergy happening with the movies that I'm talking lately. But anyway, in regards to Lisa Frankenstein, one of the things that makes it so interesting off the jump is that they take a very, very different approach to the classic Frankenstein tale. Lisa Swallows, who is our main character played by Catherine Newton, Newton, excuse me, um, is a very different character from what we've got in the adaptations of the Frankenstein character in the past. Because in all these other adaptations, you know, usually the person who is the, uh, uh, the I don't know what you want to call him, the avatar 
for Victor Frankenstein is some kind of scientist and they're looking to cheat death. You know, a family member has died or a friend has died. They're looking to bring him back and they're going to do some evil things in order to justify the ends to the means. And that's not really the case here in this one. There isn't really even a morality story when it comes to the dangers of having all this power and what you're going to do with it. Like there's a little bit there, but not in the way that you would have expected from previous incarnations of this story. Lisa's an outcast both at home and at school as I said and she spends most of her time at this local cemetery professing her love for this one grave that's simply titled Frankenstein and after the storm brings Frankenstein back to life which it's heavily implied that our monster here is actually Victor Frankenstein don't or ignoring the fact that this takes place in America but it seems very much like the monster is actually supposed to be Victor Frankenstein, which poses another interesting hurdle for this one because it kind of turns things around to where while, yes, this monster commits a number of murders throughout the movie, because all these murders are done either at the request or for the benefit of Lisa, it almost makes Lisa the monster of the of the picture as opposed to you know frankenstein the monster that has come back from the dead which might explain the name lisa frankenstein like there's a more direct uh reference to it at the beginning of the movie but i kind of took out of it that the reason why the character or why the name of the movie is lisa frankenstein is because this character is actually more of our monster and there's a common misconception that the name of the monster is frankenstein it's not the name of the monster it's the name of the scientist that creates the monster in that case so just something that stood out to me uh and Catherine newton does a great job here in the role i mean uh lisa is very much reserved and sheltered and not really engaging in much of the social constructs that most kids typically would and do throughout this film but as more and more of these murders occur and it's almost like the monster is breaking her out of her shell we see her become a much different person and it's hard not to think of the movie freaky looking at her performance here because it's almost night and day difference from the beginning of the film by what we get by the end of the film when it comes to the way that lisa exhibits herself and the good thing is that this is a hilarious film this movie is absolutely funny uh to where everybody seemingly gets some good jokes throughout the entire movie there's not one person that i think ends up getting uh getting to be more funnier than anybody else because everybody truly does get their own equal share of jokes in this um cole sprouse who plays the monster also doing a phenomenal job not being able to have much in the way to exhibit himself except for grunts and moans throughout the movie uh he, he does a great job and i love the fact that uh zelda williams and, and, and uh, our director making her uh feature feature film debut here and diablo cody you know really use up like imagery and symbolism to kind of show how he's coming more alive in use of a tanning bed i thought that was so good so so good with this and no yeah it's a bloody movie this is a really really bloody movie and for being pg-13 i was shocked at how much they honestly were able to get 
away with. It makes me really want Zelda Williams to get a uh, get a horror movie, uh, another horror movie of her own to do because it's clear she has a knack for it and some of the shots that she was choosing definitely set up this world in the 80s that they inhabit. Everything just seems so right on brand. But not only that, but she kind of effortlessly connected it to Diablo Cody's world that Jennifer's body exists in as well. This movie takes place, you know, decades before Jennifer's body ever would. But it's hard not to look at the way that some of like the parents and the teachers and even the kids interact in this town and not immediately think that this seems very much like the way everybody acts in Jennifer's body. And I think that's a good thing because, you know, there's been obviously some reappraisal on Jennifer's body to where now folks are realizing that it really is a great movie that had a lot to say. And it just came out at a time to where we weren't really to accept that yet. But now, you know, if Diablo Cody returns to that world, I'd love to see some connections between these two here for sure. Now, I will say the biggest asset to the film, Lisa, is also one of the biggest problems to the film as well, too. And that usually with Frankenstein stories, there's something that that lead character has to learn. Again, whether it's morality or responsibility for bringing this creature back and all these murders taking place and understanding you have to appreciate the life that you have around you now and, you know, uh, uh, when it comes to prejudice and racism and things like that. And in this, the problem is, is that Lisa is kind of the bad guy of this story. She's our protagonist, but she is also kind of the bad guy of this story. And there isn't really a lot of lesson learning that comes to her. Like all these things happen and she facilitates a lot of the action that happens in the movie, yet she doesn't end up really being the one to have to pay for much of it by the time the film is over. And it ends up being a bit of a bigger problem because when everybody else around her seems to be learning something, including the monster in the film, everybody else is kind of picking something up from these experiences and they're going to become different people. Lisa becomes a different person, but that person she becomes is actually kind of worse than who she originally was. And it's one of those situations where it's like, yeah, she, she really didn't pick up any life lessons along the way. And it just hurts it because it is such a strong film that it just, it seems like it doesn't stick the landing. Like something to show that she's remorseful or she has some regret for what's all happened and the people who have been killed over the course of this film would have helped out a bit, but instead it's kind of like she gets rewarded for everything that goes on. And unfortunately it just distracts a lot from how this film could have stuck the landing at the end. Either way, this movie is hitting theaters uh, this coming Friday the 9th. So I want you to check it out for yourself and see what you think. Let me know in that comment section for sure. And uh, also let me know whether or not you really truly feel that this does take place in the universe of Jennifer's body. Am I going crazy or can you feel that as well too? Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button though, folks, because I'm going to be back here with more reviews for you this week. You don't want to miss anything. My name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared. Hey, everybody. Looking for a great way to stay up to date on horror news as well as read the best of articles on anything scary out in the world right now? Then you need to head over to the Fangoria shop and get yourself a subscription. 
If you go to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDW, you can use my own personalized 20% discount to save 20% off on Fangoria Magazine subscriptions, as well as 20% off any other items in their fantastic shop. This is a great deal. If you've ever been wanting to get yourself a subscription, now is the time to do so. Head to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDEW.